Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Merry Christmas! And just like many of you out there, one of my all-time favorite pastimes during the holiday season is to catch up on all the great Christmas movies out there. And now I felt like it's a perfect opportunity for myself to share some of my all-time favorite Christmas movies with all of you guys. And maybe we can compare notes and all that because I'm pretty sure my top five list is a little bit different than yours. But let's get into it. My top five favorite Christmas movies. Let's go. Now, before I get into my top five list here, I must reiterate, these are my top Christmas movies. And I'm not saying that these are the best Christmas movies out there. Like I said before, a lot of the stuff on my list may be very different from yours. So... Take it for what it's worth, and these are, again, my opinions on what are the top movies for myself. Also, there are a couple of things I should mention from the top. I know a lot of people have this movie that is endearing to them, and they would say that this is one of their all-time favorite Christmas movies, but it didn't make my list, and that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, I know it might be blasphemy for a lot of you guys to hear it, but this was a movie that never really caught my attention back in the day. Um, I never watched it when it first came out, and I only first watched it for, uh, for the very first time last year, and to be quite honest, it didn't really hit me, and it didn't really, like, uh, reach out to me as, uh, an all-time favorite Christmas movie to watch during this time of year. Um, it had its funny moments, and I can understand why a lot of people will consider this to be their top uh, Christmas movie um, of all time, but it just didn't do it for me. Also, what's not on my list are some of the all-time classics out there. You got your Miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life. These are classic movies. These are great movies, and I've watched them when I was younger, and I may have watched it one or other, one or two other times growing up, but it's one of those... These are one of those movies that I can only watch once and it's not something that I can watch over and over again. Not to take away from how great they are, it's just not those type of movies for me. Um, I also do have one movie that I do consider a top favorite but because of some unfortunate controversy behind a certain actor, um, it's not something that I will be talking about this time but I could save that for a video in the future. Now I figured let's get one of the more controversial and overly debated movies out there when it comes to categorizing what a Christmas movie is or is not, and that is the classic Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard uh, is a movie that came out in 1988. It stars Bruce Willis as his movie debut. We all knew Bruce Willis as um, a TV actor and musician. He was uh, made famous by his role on Moonlighting. Um, and like I said before, this is probably one of the more debated movies when it comes to stating what is a Christmas movie or what is not. But in my opinion, this is one of the only 
action Christmas movies that earned the infamous Christmas movie categorization because it has everything that you need in a Christmas movie. You got the main character, John McClane, goes off to California to spend time with his uh, estranged wife and his family for Christmas. He was invited to spend his uh, holiday season on the, the West Coast. Um, and you see him, he attends his wife's Christmas party. Um, you have Christmas references all throughout the movie. Um, and, you know, even at the very end, they wish each other a very Merry Christmas and all that as you see the, the ending credits roll as they play a famous Christmas tune as well. Um, and overall, it's just a really fun movie. Uh, we're introduced to such uh, a great action star in Bruce Willis, John McClane there as a character that spawned multiple sequels throughout its franchise history. And we really got to see like an everyday man kind of fill in the role of action star. Uh, plus, we were introduced to one of the most iconic villains in cinema history, and that is Hans Gruber, played by the late, great Alan Rickman. You cannot state how uh, huge this role was, especially when it comes to all-time villains in, movies, his, in movie history. And, you know, a lot of people here in the U.S. Are, were not familiar or exposed to Alan Rickman, so this was one of the first times we got to see Alan Rickman on the big screen, and boy were we pleasantly surprised and pleased and obviously we know Alan Rickman spawned off a, a huge career in movies and has played a lot of iconic roles throughout his lifetime but a lot of people always go back to Hans Gruber the infamous villain in Die Hard so if you want to ring in the holidays with some flair and a bit of spice Die Hard is the movie for you now, when I consider a great Christmas movie, I also take into account rewatchability. Something that, you know, year after year, you could always watch over and over again. And one of those movie franchises that kind of came out of nowhere and surprised a lot of us was Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone uh, came out in November of 1990. And whether or not you want to believe that a uh, little kid in the burbs of Illinois uh, can be left home alone all by himself and take on two robbers uh, by tricking them and doing pretty much what reminds me of uh, an American Ninja Warrior set or something out of Wipeout. Um, you know, that is something that you could kind of uh, suspend your, your belief and all that and just enjoy the movie for what it is. And it's a fun uh, comedy action romp from start to finish and I know you know there's you could go on and we could talk about how uh, Kevin McAllister is the most sadistic evil twisted little genius out there um, the way that he comes up with all these different ways to torture these two poor guys who all they want to do is uh, make some money for the holidays whether or not you agree with their methods or not um, but and you know let's just face it Kevin's family is probably the worst family out there. I mean, there's not a single one of them that I would say I love the most, except for Catherine O'Hara, who always finds a way to redeem herself. Um, but also, you have to recognize the great history of this movie and what it's done for cinema. When it came out in November of 1990, 
it was one of the highest grossing live action comedy movies of all time and at that time that was very rare for what was considered to be a christmas movie plus it had a long lasting run in the box office when it came out in november it was still in theaters through february of the following year which is a rare feat especially at that time i remember back in the day seeing the ads in the newspaper saying extended for a couple more weeks or back on the big screen for another week or two um it was very very huge and obviously it was a no-brainer that it was gonna eventually spawn a sequel that came out in 1992 uh which was home alone 2 lost in new york and you know again someone who lives in new york i thought this movie was fantastic joe pesci and daniel stern as the main villains there and then some would say in home alone 2 you have an added villain there with a brief cameo of donald trump um, which is very uh, iconic in its own way. But you also had great uh, actors like Tim Curry and Rob Schneider appear in the second installment of this franchise. You know, the first movie you had the family rushing off to Paris for getting Kevin at home. And then in the second movie, you have the family rushing off to New York. And even though Kevin made it uh, to the airport with them, they got separated and went on separate planes. And, you know, Kevin made it to New York and made his way through there. Um, it was also one of those movies that spawned off a very popular toy at the time, which was the Talkboy. Um, you see him using it all throughout the second movie, and this became a hot ticket when it came to toys out in the market during that time. Um, also, a lot of people will laugh and joke about his little relationship with the homeless pigeon lady. You know, you know, Kevin is staying at the Park Plaza and, you know, having this grand old time, you know, living it up like uh, like there's no tomorrow. And poor little old lady here uh, can't even get uh, her next decent meal. And all he ever does is buy her a cup of hot chocolate and give her a pair of turtle dove ornaments or one turtle dove ornament. And it's like, hey, now we could be friends forever. Bye. You know, if you watch the recent SNL that that aired um, recently here in uh, during this time, they even made fun of that and joked about it and all that. So, again, dispend your belief. Enjoy the movie for what it is, the hijinks and the slapstick comedy and all that. Home Alone is definitely a movie franchise that is in rotation every time I catch up on the holiday movies. And let's not even bother talking about parts three or what have you later on down the line because in my opinion, they just don't exist. Now, a newer classic um, that I added to my list in recent years is the movie Elf. And Elf is one of those movies that really surprised me with not only how hilarious it was, but also how charming it was as well. Um, this movie came out in 2003 and it was directed by Jon Favreau, which a lot of people don't even uh, remember that. But this was one of Jon Favreau's earlier movies that he directed. And who knew that later on he would be the guy that started off the MCU with Iron Man and now is part of the biggest Star Wars series out there in Star Wars franchise history, The Mandalorian. But he directed this movie, Elf, with um, the main star of Will Ferrell, who just came off of his uh, tremendous uh, appearance in Old School. So this was definitely during 
um, Will Ferrell's rise to stardom and peak, you know, which eventually led to Anchorman and all these other iconic roles. Um, but you have Will Ferrell, who plays the main character, Buddy, who was an orphan and kind of hitched a ride on Santa's sleigh and then ended up on the North Pole, where he was eventually raised by elves. Uh, his father, who was played by legendary comedic actor Bob Newhart. Then he learns that he has a real biological father who lives in New York and sets sail, goes to New York, and that's where all the hijinks, hijinks begin. Um, one of the great things I love about this movie is that we were also introduced to not only a very attractive but a very adorable and charming Zoe Deschanel, um, who was a great kind of counterpart to um, Buddy, and it kind of uh, ended up becoming his love interest. But the main standout of this movie is James Caan, who plays his biological father, and the chemistry between those two was really hilarious and well put together. Um, and it's very rare that we got to see James Caan in a comedy role like that. Um, but this movie has it all. It has Christmas, comedy, and it has a Game of Thrones connection because Tyrion Lannister himself, Peter Dinklage, uh, has a cameo in this movie. And again, this was our first exposure to Peter Dinklage in any form of uh, media. Um, you know, he's debuted earlier in some other movies, but this was the first time that he um, found himself in uh, a well-received uh, movie uh, of its own. So, um, and then later on, we all know what happened to him and his career and how it blew up from there. So, again, Great classic movie. You have Santa Claus that is played by Ed Asner, another iconic Hollywood actor there. Um, and what can I say about this movie? This is a movie that I can watch year over year and it brings a lot of laughs, you know, heartfelt moments. And, you know, Will Ferrell, when during this time, when he's on, he's on. And this was definitely a movie where he was on all the way. Now, when it comes to all time classic Christmas stories, Nothing can compare it to the famous Dickens tale, A Christmas Carol. And all throughout um, history, A Christmas Carol has been adapted in so many different forms of media, whether it be uh, TV programming, um, movies, uh, radio shows, cartoon um, skits, you know, comedy skits, what have you. We've seen so many adaptations of A Christmas Carol, and a lot of them are great. But for me personally, nothing beats the dark and twisted comedic uh, adaptation of A Christmas Carol, none other than Scrooged, uh, who stars Bill Murray. Uh, Scrooged came out in 1988, uh, and a lot of controversy behind the making of this film because Bill Murray was just not feeling it, and I think he was feeling a, feeling a lot of pressure after Ghostbusters became such a huge hit and he couldn't really deal with a lot of the uh, the fame and popularity that generated from that movie. So he actually took a four-year hiatus until he finally decided to star in this leading role of Scrooge, directed by Richard Donner. And, you know, if you read some of the behind the scenes, like everyone was saying that 
he was very difficult to work with but he did have a lot of input on the script and all that and I think it played out very well because it was a role that was geared towards his comedic sensibilities and I think it was a well put together movie and one of the things that I really love about this is that it really took the story of A Christmas Carol and the character Scrooge and put it in a very modernized setting and in a setting that a lot of us can relate to you know it being the late 80s um, Bill Murray plays a character Frank who is kind of like a TV mogul a very successful TV executive uh, who runs a television station and you know he was tasked to put together the ultimate Christmas uh, television program. So what he decided to do was that they were going to do a live adaptation to be aired on TV of A Christmas Carol. But him being the character that he is, he decided to go ahead and spruce it up and spice it up. You have showgirls in it. You have, um, at the time, very famous gymnast uh, Mary Lou Retton playing the role of Tiny Tim. And it was a bananas, you know, romp of a production that he was planning to do. But on Christmas Eve, he fires one of his employees who kind of messed up, uh, who was played by Bobcat Goldthwait. And again, if you're a fan of movies in the 80s, you are very familiar with him. And you're going to be very familiar with a lot of actors and actresses within this movie because it has a lot of great 80s characters in here. But that's what starts off the, the series of events of events when he gets visited by the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. You got um, B- um, Buster Poindexter who plays the ghost of Christmas past, Carol Kane who um, you know plays the ghost of Christmas present, and you know it's just a nonstop, really crazy, dark humorish kind of um, story from start to finish there. You have other famous actors and actresses of the time like Carrie Allen, Karen Allen, uh, John Glover, just to name a few. But you also get to see a very young Alfre Woodard um, who plays the mom of the little boy who is the tiny Tim of this movie. And uh, again, another really great touching moment uh, when all things come together at the end there when the character of Frank finally realizes the errors of his way and he just wants to now spread love and cheer to everybody. He changes everything up uh, when it comes to the production at the end. He brings everyone together and the movie ends pretty much in this joyous, you know, live sing along in a very 80s style fashion way. And he allows the audience to sing along to breaking the fourth wall, you know, con- conversing with the audience watching. And it was, for me, just a really fun movie to watch. And it's really, really enjoyable. And me being a huge Bill Murray fan, um, you know, I really, really enjoy this. And I do add this to my top five here of Christmas movies. But I'm very curious as to what you think about it because. Whenever I bring this movie up, a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Oh, I've heard of that movie, but I never saw it. So, curious to see what you guys think out there. And also, how many how many Murray Brothers can you actually find in this movie? Because they are a couple, and we all know the Murrays are pretty huge in Hollywood right now. Or at the time. Now, we get down to my number one all-time favorite Christmas movie. And if my ugly sweater doesn't give it away already by now, that is the movie Gremlins. Um, Gremlins 
is one of those uh, crazy way out there movies, you know, perfect for the 80s. Um, when it came out in 84, uh, directed by Joe Dante. Um, it is categorized as a comedy horror, but I think it's a Christmas comedy horror because it has everything that you need in a Christmas movie. You have small U.S. town, you know, during the holidays. You have happy families, you know, two people who are crushing over each other and finding young love, gift giving, a strange creature that spawns evil that you know eventually spawns off these little uh, evil versions of itself that wreck havoc around the town you know looting breaking things murder uh, uh, okay well maybe it's not your traditional Christmas story but overall it is a fun and enjoyable movie in my opinion and it's very entertaining and oftentimes very hilarious I mean um, this is one of the movies that also is held very dear to my heart because it has remained and never been broken uh, in my own personal movie watching records and history. This is the only movie that I've watched the most times in the theater, uh, clocking in at eight. Yes, I've watched Gremlins in the movie theater eight times. Um, I don't know what it was about this movie. I don't know if it was because I found Gizmo, the little mogwai, so cute, you know, driving around in his little Barbie toy car. Um, or, you know, just, just the, the, the craziness and wackiness of all the gremlins running amok. Um, but it, it really caught my attention at that time. And I, I remember my mom took me to see it for the first time one week later she took me again to see it and then for the next couple of weeks sometimes even twice a week my babysitter will take me you know just to calm me down because you know i wasn't having a good day or you know i was just antsy and all that stuff like that but yeah saw this movie multiple times and what's not to really love about this movie you know um the story itself is very innovative even though it's very campy and cheesy when it comes to like the overall uh, plot of the movie you know you got the the father there looking for a perfect present for his son to bring back home he finds himself in this dingy little shop in Chinatown and he comes across this unusual looking creature and you know you have the old man uh, telling him no you cannot take him because you know no one can handle the mogwai and then he takes him but then he has to follow by the rules and of course we all know the rules by now can't get him wet can't expose him to bright light and you can't feed him after midnight after midnight i mean we we believed it back then why can't we believe it now? I mean, yes, I know it must be midnight somewhere, but hey, that's the story we were given and we ran with it. And as we saw, it, it led to lots of hijinks and all that. Plus, we were, in, we were you know, kind of uh, pleasantly uh, presented with, um, at that time, one of my earliest childhood crushes, and that is Phoebe Cates. Um, she was very charming in this movie and played the great role of uh, the, the crush, the love interest in the movie. Um, and pop quiz for you guys out there too. Um, who voiced the, the, who voiced little Gizmo, the little Mogwai with none other than iconic comedian at the time, 
who now eventually is your America's Got Talent judge, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel did a lot of voices back in the day, even up until the, the 90s and 2000s. And one of his earliest credits in doing voices was Gremlins, where he voiced Gizmo. So yeah, this movie has a lot of good stuff going for it. And like I said, it is quite hilarious at times. I mean, yeah, even though you have the little gremlins running around and like wreaking havoc and, you know, killing people and all that stuff like that, they they prove to be very hysterical. I mean, who can forget that infamous bar scene, you know, when you have all the gremlins drinking and partying, you know, you have one flashing Phoebe Cates, uh, you have a jazz-like gremlin, and you have a break-dancing gremlin, you know, dancing like flash dance and all that stuff like that. And one of the other funniest moments was when they all decided to hunker down in the movie theater and watch Snow White and sing along with the music there. So again, from top, from the beginning to the end, you have a lot of crazy stuff going on and it was just an enjoyable movie and I recently just watched it a week ago and still it holds up for me. Um, a really great movie to watch, fun, entertaining. You know, you have a badass mom, you know, one of the most badasses mom out there who took on three gremlins all by herself. Uh, you know, that's a mom not to, to mess around with, you know, and my mom is pretty fierce, but this mom is has something going on there. But um, great movie, classic, iconic movie there. Unfortunately, it did have a sequel that didn't really live up to the original. Um, you know, when you got uh, a female gremlin, you know, trying to woo her way through things. And yeah, let, let's not even talk about that right now. It's it's <laughs> but anyway, gremlins. My all-time favorite Christmas movie there, and yeah, I'm curious, please, share with me what your top uh, five Christmas movies or all-time Christmas classics are for you guys out there. Uh, interested to hear about your thoughts about this list, you know, do you agree, do you disagree, do you think I'm crazy? Well, too late for that. But anyway, guys, have a Merry Christmas, enjoy your holidays, and I will catch you again next time. Bye.